0: What's good, what's good, what's good to everybody in sports talk America. <laughs> it's your boy, Mr. Franchise, aka DeadDo.com, aka the greatest sports analyst that ever blessed the sports waves. We're here doing a live exclusive interview. Um, got my boy Just Justin over here, and we got Ravens, all pro fullback, Patrick Ricard. How you doing, Patrick?
1: I'm good, man. Just enjoying my night. Ready to talk some football with you guys. So let's have some fun.
0: Yeah, awesome, awesome, man. Awesome. All right, let's jump right into it, Sal. So what inspired you to play football?
1: Um, Growing up, I love sports. I played baseball growing up uh, from second grade. And my brother, who's two years older than me, wanted to play football really badly. My My mom wouldn't let him. He's kind of a small kid growing up and, you know, I was two years younger than him. So he was a little bit bigger bigger than me always. Um, But he wanted to play really badly and he ended up playing it. He loved it. And I had friends who played and I wanted to play. So I I played only two years of, we call it Pop Warner football where I'm from. And um, I only played two years. uh, I think it was sixth and seventh grade. And then I didn't play eighth grade because I loved baseball so much. So I played fall ball baseball and then Obviously, played from high school on, but um, you know, I played just because my friends played it, and my brother played it, so I wanted to you know play play with my friends and um, ended up liking the sport. So sweet. What
0: position did you play in baseball?
1: Um, you know, I kind of went through the wave of different positions as I grew up. Um, little league, I probably played mostly catcher, third base, a little bit of first. I pitched sometimes. Um, never played shortstop or second, really ever. And then once I got into high school, I played mostly outfield, a little bit of third base in junior high and things like that. But uh, outfield, all the high school. So kind of oh. all over the place.
0: Okay, nice. So what was it like playing football in Massachusetts? See, like, so, like, the reason why I asked that is because, like, Justin and I are both from Louisiana, and mm-hmm. I currently live in Maryland, and he lives in Texas. Football-dominant type of places. So what was it like playing football yeah. in in massachusetts
1: yeah um you know it's still a popular sport up here like people care you know about it a lot um you know it's people love the patriots up here so football you know it's you know i went to school in maine football is not big in the state of maine massachusetts it is and um you know it, it is a cool sport to play in the state because all the high schools we all play on thanksgiving because you know thanksgiving was originated in massachusetts so all high school games have. Well, most game they mostly play on Thanksgiving. And for us, it was against our rival school. So it was always like a big game, hyped up every year, a lot of emotion behind it. So it was cool to play in the state for that reason.
0: Oh, sweet.
1: Yeah,
2: well, cool. You said you grew up in Massachusetts and, and you were a uh, Patriots fan. So as a kid, who was your favorite Patriot player?
1: Uh, there's probably a couple. I mean, obviously, first and foremost is Tom Brady. I mean, <laughs> I mean, alone. Won so many Super Bowls and was made the team great for so long. Um, so to see him win a Super Bowl the way that was so fantastic um, for me as a fan of, of him. Um, and then probably on the defensive side, I, I really liked you know the old school players. Uh, Rob Ninkovich was really good. Uh, Mike Vrabel was a great linebacker. Um, you know Richard Seymour, Ronnie Harrison on the defensive side. Obviously, offensive guys you know West Walker, Rob Gronkowski, but. Um, yeah, they're they're a great they're a great team to watch growing up. I mean, I don't think it, you could have had any better as a kid. Wow,
2: it's, it's hard cool. to disagree with that. Wow, but you know, you being from Massachusetts and and you ended up in the University of Maine. What brought you to the University of Maine?
1: Um, kind of make a long story short, it was my only Division One uh, scholarship offer, so that's the main reason why I took it. Um and i mean it's it's a beautiful school it's it's in you know uh beautiful state of maine and for me it was not too far away from where i'm from but far enough to where i don't have my family coming to visit me every weekend and me coming home all the time you know it's like four and a half five hours from central massachusetts so um it was a great fit awesome
0: awesome so um tell us how'd you feel after um you went undrafted uh in the 2017 nfl draft and then getting the call from the ravens Mm -hmm.
1: so coming from maine it's a smaller division one school so getting drafted isn't you know a sure thing coming from a school like that but maine has a good track record of guys making in the nfl or getting drafted you know it's about every other year or every couple years a guy gets drafted out out of maine um and besides getting drafted every year, there's always undrafted guys who either sign with teams or get tryouts. You know, every year there's there's never been since I have no uh, year in recent years of not one guy from me not having getting looked at. So um, besides that, obviously, I knew it wasn't going to be a first round pick. I knew you know chances of me getting drafted higher were very slim. So it was going to be late rounds or undrafted. So I knew that going in. Um, and during the draft, during around the sixth round, that's when I started to get phone calls for being an undrafted free agent. And I started to get a lot, and it was constant. And building up to that, before that, the Ravens was one of the teams that recruited me a lot. Um, and ironically, I didn't have a, a official visit with them because when you have the pre-draft process, you can visit organizations and visit the facility and the coaches. I didn't have that with the Ravens. I didn't have a, a private workout with them. I didn't go to the combine, I didn't go to, the uh, mini all-star games. All I had was my pro day. And there was only two scouts there. I, uh, so it wasn't even that many scouts. But it doesn't matter because your numbers go out there, your tape goes out there, so teams still see it. But they recruited me very heavily. Um, I had Drew Wilkins, who's the assistant D-line coach, call me like consistently for a month. Like Every couple of days, he would text me or send me like different videos of like comparing my, my college tape versus some other players for the on the Ravens and just saying like you fit us and things like that and I had the defensive line coach call me the a defensive coordinator the head coach like no other team did this the Ravens were only want you like recruiting me that way You know the other teams you know they had scouts talk to you a little bit and they had you you do a workout with a scout or you have a visit and uh, it wasn't like that with them And you know when it when it came down to um picking a team when I went, my I did go, I drafted, you know, I had a bunch of uh, offers, probably like five or six and it kept coming, but the Ravens were kept calling me before I could even call my agent back between calls. So they were just hounding me when it came after the draft. And, you know, I just felt like a good fit. I was on my draft. I was a defensive lineman um, coming out of Maine and I was trying to make it as a defensive lineman. And it just felt like it was the right fit. They had a couple guys leaving free agency, the couple of young guys who, was on IR who maybe didn't start yet or, or make a role yet. So that's the amazing reason why I went with the Ravens. Cool. Yeah. Like,
0: like whenever – so prime example, like, like tell us about the day, like you were signed by the Ravens and you made the 53-man roster and then you had to make that transition
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: D-lineman to fullback.
1: Yeah, um,
0: that looks like a very interesting transition. Yeah.
1: It originally happened the first week of OTAs, which is like, you know, it's like spring ball. So it's the first week there, my rookie year. Um, and that's when they kind of tried me out of fullback, just give me a play. I do well at it and then I kind of do a little bit more in OTAs, but mostly playing D-line. And then training camp just kind of the same thing, still playing D-line. And then I got more opportunities to play offensive snaps as a fullback and tight end and did it in a few games. In the preseason, first one I did, and the second and third is when I started to get offensive snaps and did well. And you know, I made the team for that reason, playing, being able to play offense. Um, you know, defensive lineman. You know, I, I did well, but I don't know if I would have made the roster. I'm able to practice a well as a defensive lineman, um, and that's kind of how it happened. And and then I just kind of was playing offense and defense for th- my first three years with them and just balancing all that out and just doing it like that. And then last year was the first year fully offense. Wow. Yeah, cool. but, yeah, but – yeah, but – um, so initially signing with the Ravens, man, I, I mean, it was an unreal feeling signing with the team and, you know, getting – for me, getting undrafted, and, you know, you get a signing bonus, but then, like, the max you can get is 10000 and then after taxes it's like, five grand. Comparing to guys who are, like, first-round picks and they get, like, $5 million, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's – there's way more than that. You guys get like 30 million dollars in the signing bonus, and I was getting, I got a couple grand, and I was so happy and just like so excited for the opportunity, and then actually, you know, you make an opportunity and have a chance to make a team and go down there and and experience what it's like to be in the NFL. I mean, it was so surreal because my older brother, who's two years older than me, played at Stony Brook, same conference as us, and he tried to make it, and I saw you know him struggle and and, and fight for it. So I, you know I know how hard it is. And so, me to find, even though it was undrafted, I knew mean, it was a big opportunity, and i was just so grateful for it.
0: Sweet, awesome.
2: Um, well, I mean, I know you've only been in the league for you know a couple years now, uh, but what is the worst NFL stadium that you find yourself playing in? Which one do you just hate playing in?
1: Like for like the crowd noise and things like that, and just like crowd
2: noise. Crowd uh, yeah, what, there's a,
1: there's a couple of stadiums that I played in that it, it, it's just tough. I mean, that's why they have so much, so much success there. I mean, first one comes to mind is probably Kansas City. I mean, they get so loud though, I and mean, I played there twice now, and and it just gets so loud. And they're they're a team who, when momentum's going on their side, they're going to take it, and they're going to just keep scoring points, or getting turnovers, or stopping on defense, and. And that, that stadium just going crazy. It can be tough to play there, especially being you know, on the offensive side when they're just screaming and you're trying to, you know, hear Lamar talk or we're communicating or whatever it is. It can be, be pretty hectic. And, um, you know, played I played in Seattle one time. It was pretty loud. It was raining pretty good, so I don't know. Maybe that drowned out the noise a little bit. Um, I remember my rookie year, we played in Minnesota and – I think that's when Minnesota just finished that brand new stadium. And that stadium is so beautiful. It looks like a big Viking ship is the stadium. And in one of the end zones, it, all the glass opens up so it's all outdoors, but the fans were just going insane, especially with those skull camps and the horn they have that just goes on every third down. I mean, it's, it's intimidating. It really, it can get to you, especially me you being a rookie playing at Maine in college, you know, I'm playing in front of five, 10,000 people. Now I'm playing about thousands and thousands. And, um, so it was definitely, that was a hard place to play for sure. Um, I think besides the worst, but also the best is playing for me because I played for the Ravens, playing at Heinz Field against the Steelers. They're our rivals. And the terrible towel is going crazy. And just the rivalry itself, I mean, it's, you know, nothing like it. And it's tough to play there, but it's so much fun to play at the same time.
2: Okay. Well, how. Have you thought back? Can you think back of like one of the worst experiences you've had on the road, all you know, off the field, outside in public with with the fans of the opposing team? Like um, you had that one experience yeah. where you just yeah.
1: I mean, nothing too crazy. I mean, it's kind of expected. Some stadiums you roll through and they're tailgating and they'll just flip you off. I mean, <laughs> it happens. You know, we went to Oakland. Uh, you know those fans they you know they're known for that, so that's what they did. it. Uh, Buffalo did the same thing. Um I'm trying to think. Uh, I think the Browns sometimes when to play in Cleveland, because you know they're in our division, so you know, fans they don't like the Ravens and Ravens don't like the Browns, so when they're coming in town, everyone's gonna be flipping us off and you know, it is what it is. But that's probably the biggest thing I think. You know, everyone's very cordial. So
0: Okay. So do you have any uh like pregame rituals? Like anything that you just do every single game,
1: so for me i'm just I just stay consistent with what I do, like if I have an order of how I do things, I just follow the same way. It's nothing crazy, like you know I don't do anything weird or like too superstitious um you mm-hmm. know I, I don't really ha I don't really listen to music that much either. sometimes I do, but it's I'm more like vibe with the guys in the locker room getting ready, some guys you know do their things, and it kind of hypes you up just to kind of feel. The energy and the flow of the team—you um, know—an hour before you about to get out there and play. Uh, but I, I think the biggest thing—I just take consistent with my routine every time.
2: Okay.
0: Go ahead, Justin.
2: Well, I mean, you say you don't listen to music too much, but what do you do on game day? What, what's on your playlist in your head? Yeah. You? Um,
1: I like rap, hip hop music. So anything with like a good beat. Um, you know, I'm not gonna listen to country or like. You know, maybe some some rock music, some old school rock music is actually pretty good for football. But I'm not gonna play them in the locker room. Uh, um, I'm trying to think, but uh, yeah, mostly rap. I mean, that's probably the best music to get hyped to because you know it gets a nice beat and you can know, just get in a rhythm. And just you know, if you know the words, you kind of get lost in it a little bit. Um, but yeah, that's probably what I would listen to. Okay,
2: so so what's it like playing for Coach Harbaugh?
1: Um, it's awesome i mean he's you know since i've been there i'm going my fifth year now with them um you know you just seen him grow grow as a coach um, i think he's more listening he's, he's been listening to players more and he, he we give him input and he adjusted the schedule or he hears us and we'll make you know adjustments to certain whatever it is the scheduling the, the way we practice how we practice he actually listens to us and you know maybe he was a little more stern when i first got out there but now i think he's just been um phenomenal to play for. Um he gets to know your family. He actually cares about them and and yourself and um you know he you know talking to other other players and other agents and you know they deal with other teams and other coaches and they say that he really is one of the one of the better head coaches. And you know his track record shows it. You know, he's had a lot of winning seasons, a lot of season going to the playoffs and uh, you know, there's a reason why he's been here for so long and had so much success. And you know, I definitely enjoyed having him as my coach.
2: Sweet. Okay, well, I mean, we know you have many, many nicknames, but probably the one that stuck the most to you um from what I hear is uh, pancake pat. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your favorite pancake block of your career?
1: Ah, uh, that's a good question. I don't think I've ever Had that question asked before? I don't think that. You know, there's there's a couple now. Um, I think the biggest one that sticks in my mind is the very first play. I believe it was the very first one against the Titans this year in Baltimore. It uh, it's like a it's like a zone play with our line, and I am on one side, and they're zoning towards me. If I'm going the opposite direction, and I have to kick out the edge of the defense, and it happens to be a linebacker. I just get underneath him so perfectly, my feet don't stop, and I drive him 10 yards straight on his back. Wow. <laughs> and I get so hyped. Yeah. Uh, I think it might be on my Instagram, you know, how I like to have, like, those stories you can save. Yeah. Yeah, I did one with, like, a and a and I think I have a clip of that on there so if you guys want to check it out. It's it's a pretty good block. I got so hyped, man, because, you know, it was the first time we played a Titans since we lost from the playoff game, so there was a lot of emotion. It was, it was a great way to start off the game, that's for sure.
0: Oh, man, that's freaking dope. Um, So how did you feel whenever you were voted to the Pro Bowl for not only 2019 but also 2020?
1: Yeah, I mean, if you just look at my story, I mean, I came from University of Maine and then transitioned from defensive line to fullback and then playing for a couple years. And I never thought – I would even be in the NFL. So the fact that I was even had the opportunity to even be nominated for a football is a dream of itself. And then to make it in 2019 and then again in 2020, I mean, for me, I think the biggest thing I love about it is that it just shows that I get respect from the players, the fans, and the coaches because they're the ones who brought me in to make the Pro Bowl so the fact that people are voting for me it shows that I have respect of how I play or even the person that I am. So I think that's the biggest thing. And then just to show the growth of myself from, you know, not playing the position, I didn't even play offense in college. I didn't even play fullback um, until I got to the Ravens, really. You know, I played fullback a little bit in high school, but it was a double-wing offense. There's nothing even close to what it is now, especially for the Ravens. And, um so to grow and you know, have the help from my coaches and my teammates who grew me from, you know, getting 10 snaps a game, playing fullback and not really know what I was doing to learning, developing all the way to being selected through a Pro bowl and then making it again. Um, it's just I mean, it's just a tribute to all of that. I think both of those the respect from everybody and, and all the growth. I mean, that that's the biggest thing to me. And um, I'm just so honored because I know how hard it is to make the bowl bowls. I mean, for me, playing fullback, it's a little easier. You know, there's only probably like 10 in each, you know, the AFC and NFC, but I mean, it's still a great honor. And I'm a little bummed out this year. Um, it was all virtual for the Pro Bowl. It was going to be in Las Vegas, It's the whole week event, everything's included, the NFL pays for everything and you bring your family and it's just like a good week. I like a to say vacation pretty much. And uh, last year when I went from the first one, it was in Orlando. Um, and so because we were the number one seed in the AFC last two years ago, um, and we lost to the Titans, the whole coaching staff, um, equipment staff, training staff, all pretty much hosted the AFP side of the Pro Bowl. So they were all, my whole Ravens like, organization was down there. And then we had like a record number of players. We had about 12 players. So it was it was a cool experience. And the fact that this year was all virtual, they hardly did anything for it. Um, it was unfortunate. But, Hopefully next year, if I make the football again, I can experience it again. If not, hopefully the Super Bowl, but
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> we'll see.
0: It's true. It's true. Yeah. So so which of your favorite uh, of the three do you enjoy the most? Like, So you have blocking a field goal, a huge pancake block that results in a big play, catching a touchdown, or sacking the QB. Which one of those four do you enjoy the most?
1: Yeah, that's, a, that's a tough one because all those players are the best at your position, really. You know, me being a fullback, you pride yourself in blocking. And if I get a nice pancake block and it results in a touchdown, I mean, it's like when I tell you guys, it is very hard to pancake NFL defenders. Like These guys are grown men, not a physical, strong, explosive. So if you pancake them like that and, and a touchdown, I mean – it's pretty good and then catching a touchdown I mean I, me playing you know I didn't score any touchdowns in college um, and I have four now in the NFL um, so it's it, it doesn't come often so um, that's a great one too second so quarterbacks are a great feeling too but I don't think it impacts the game quite as much as the other two and then you said what was the other one you said there's the fourth option field goal, field goal. I mean, field. people don't do that very often yeah
2: <laughs> yeah all right,
1: blocking the field goal I'll probably stays last, just because you know it's three points or an extra point, but it could be it could it could be the game winner. So I mean, if it's game winning field goal block, it kind of be legendary. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, because you blocked like two of them.
1: Yeah, um, I blocked one my rookie year in a preseason game, and I blocked one twenty nineteen against the Jets. I think mean, mm-hmm. it was a in that game, and ironically, because I blocked the field goal that game, McDonald's was doing some promotion in the area, so it was like. Free like a four-piece chicken McNuggets for like a one day in the Baltimore area. You are yeah. a hero. I know it was it was some, it was crazy. You are the man. <laughs> chicken
2: nuggets.
1: Uh, yeah, it was free. yeah. We I mean, child McDonald's for doing that. I don't. It was cool. They should, hopefully they do that a lot because I mean, and make like I guess it make us play a little harder if we get free meat chicken nuggets for the people. Um I'm probably going to say pancake block for a touchdown. I think that, I don't think, because to physically dominate somebody, I mean, there really isn't a better feeling than that. And I think that, uh, for me, that's, uh, that's number one.
2: Sweet. Okay. All right, what's it like playing with Lamar Jackson?
1: Hmm. Well, what would you say if you were to play with Lamar? What would you think?
0: I'm going to be honest. I think it would be like, I think every time I would go to the huddle and he would like, if he ran for like 20 yards plus, as soon as he come back to the huddle, I'd be like, whoa.
1: Yeah, so there's a lot of moments where he does things and you're just like, you're just like you just don't know how he physically did that. And that's just Lamar, like he's just, he's very uh, unique in the playmaking ability he has. Um, and you know when he first got here you you saw it and and once he got the role towards the end of his rookie year when Joe got hurt and he got the opportunity to play he won five out of the six games and then you know his second year that was his MVP season and he had the whole offense and he was able to grow and develop and get better and to play with him man, I mean he's a very selfless and very humble guy like he really is he just wants to be any guy in the locker room and even when uh in 2019, when he was going, uh, you know, the whole MVP talk for the middle of the year when he was just rolling, and he didn't even want to talk about it. He didn't even want to act like it was happening. And um, and you, know, you have to remember, too, like, so I'm going in my fifth year, right? I'm almost 27. Lamar is, I think, just turned 24 or three. Oh, so yeah. he, he's young, guys. Like, he's a young guy. Like, when you he when played with the year, he's, like, 21, 22 and so he's you know he's a younger person so he's you know uh he he grew up with kodak black um they're from the same area so like that's the kind of music he likes and um you know they kind of talk similar, similar the same way a little bit um you know both from you know the same town i believe or um but yeah to play with him man he's just so special and the plays he makes is just it's just one of a town. it's just it's just so much fun to watch and you just don't understand how he can do it and, he makes so many plays for our team, our offense makes it so explosive and dynamic and and he is so such a team player. I think it's the best part about him.
2: Awesome. Well you you know, as you can see in our video here, I have a championship belt behind me. Uh we have a huge fantasy football league NFL. Being an NFL player, do you play fantasy football? And if you do, do you feel obligated to pick Raven players?
1: I don't play fantasy. Uh, uh, really? I never have. And I don't really want to get into it now that I'm, I'm in it. You know, it's kind of like, I don't know. For me, like, I don't play Madden either. Even though I'm in the game, I've been in the game for four years. I have never played it since I've been in it. And I don't, I don't enjoy, I don't know. You got think about it, right? This is how, this is kind of the what? imagine I tell people. Down, imagine during the season, you're literally doing football all day. All day. Okay. You're in meetings the whole time. You're working out. You're practicing. You're watching film. You're, studying or doing whatever and you go home do you want to go do more football and want and play more madden video games or do all the face you know for me some guys can some guys they're so obsessed with football that it's all they want to do for me i gotta clear my head a little bit you know i still study my film and do what i have to do but the fun part aspect like playing video games or you know fantasy, I'd rather do something else, something that's in my mind football a little bit, in my head. Some guys are different, but that's just me, so I, I don't play fantasy. I'm sorry. I think
0: you're a Call of Duty guy.
1: Yeah, so I... That's what I think. I think yeah. you're a Call of Duty guy. And you know, I, I, I dabble in Call of Duty here and there. I mean, they just make them so often that I can't get too into it because every year, is a, there's a new one that comes out. So, I, you know, I do play them. You know, I, I like shooters, so, you know, that direction, I like.
0: Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. gotcha. Very interesting. So, oh, Justin, sure, you're good, man. Well, all
2: right, well, what do you, what what would you like to see the Baltimore Ravens do in this upcoming draft?
1: I'm gonna give you a very political answer.
2: Oh, here we go. Come on, come on,
1: come on. Okay, so, like. You pretty much want me to say on air who I want to replace my teammates, and my friends.
2: That's fair. Ooh,
1: you know what wait, hey, I I don't want you to be on this team anymore. I want I want this guy instead because I don't think you're good enough.
0: I love yo. Wait, wait, wait. I love that answer. Point blank period. He so, got uh,
1: it's okay, I'm not okay. A fan, you know what I'm I, saying? I, so Can
2: you can you say what
0: side of the ball would you
2: like to see them go both to both
1: sides? I mean, as an NFL team in the aspect, they're trying to replace everybody. Every single second, they're trying to replace me. They don't. They want a better power card. They want a better Lamar Jackson. They want a better Mark Andrews. They want a better whatever it is. They want better players all around. So They're always trying to replace you. They're trying to find someone cheaper, someone younger, someone healthier, whatever it is. Um, so I want Eric DaCosta and the Ravens to draft players that are come here, work hard, and help us win games, and that's all I want. Beautiful. Beautiful.
0: I, I, actually, I never thought about it like that from the angle of, um, yeah. like, dang, you want me to draft some? You do want us to draft somebody that's going to replace a teammate of mine that I actually love.
1: Now you're I, around all day, every day, that you call it to their family and brothers. You know, that's how it is. But it, it, it is, y'all are staying the business and things happen. But geez, exactly.
0: It. Hey, I got a fun. I got a funny question for you. Kind of come off topic a little bit. Tell. Okay. So like. Most people don't like, you know, when they go in the huddle or when they see you guys in the huddle, they probably wonder, oh, these plays are mad easy to, you know, like eye formation, you know, uh, H-back sweep or whatever the case may be, right? Mm-hmm. Just give us one play. Like, right. I'm not going to give you
1: the right. words, but I can kind of explain it. So, okay, right. well, because I play defense. I like
0: paragraphs.
1: I mean, yeah, so no. if you look at the defense and the offense, so. Think about it. I play only defense in college, came here trying to play defensive line, learn the defense. And then they're like, oh, hey, Pat, come play some offense for us. So, defense, it's like three words could be a call, like rock solid. That's the whole call of the play. Or offense, there's probably like at least 10 words, five to 10 words each play. It could be like the formation, the strength the motion or the shift or the check or and then there can be a two-part to it we can have an audible to it and it be a whole nother play so it could be a bunch of words and then on top of that we have code words so it's only a one-word phrase but it, it's a whole play a whole formation a whole shift a whole whatever it is we do that because if the words get too long we just make it one word and we probably have like a hundred of those you have to know all of them Mm-hmm. You know, so comparing to defense, defense is very simple in terms of just the play calling and the words they use for plays are probably, really, you know, they have one word plays and they have a couple words that mean a couple things, but it's very simple. Like defense is a lot more, you know, it's a lot more reacting and you know, being in the right spots, but different
0: than offense, obviously. Sweet. So, can you describe? Um, how would you describe playing the season? despite the uh, COVID pandemic and its restrictions on players and fans?
1: Yeah. Um, you know, it was very different not having fans. Um, you know, there was a couple of games we played, probably in the middle of the year, that fans started to come to the stadiums. And then, and then they took them out again. And then in the playoffs, we had some fans. Um, I mean, it was just different. It's like you don't feel off the energy of the stadium and the crowd. You kind of have to feed off the, state, the energy of, of the game and the flow of the game. Um, and you miss, I miss interactions before and after game with fans and just in the game. It's a lot of fun to play, but at the same time it was also pretty nice not having fans because you're not having thousands of people just screaming and making them environment and super hectic and me playing offense. It's, it's a lot easier to think. It's a lot easier to kind of just, it's a lot, you know, a lot calmer out there. So you can kind of just do your thing, do your job and, and you know, not then the the moment might not feel as big as if you know the whole stadium's quiet and fourth down or they're going absolutely crazy on fourth down um but uh you know it was it was just it was just an odd year but hey it had to happen in order to be having all the community safe in order for us to play and you know we had a bunch of protocols to follow ourselves as players and essentially kind of try to put us in a little bubble um And, you know, we'll see what happens this upcoming season in terms of protocols and what they are going to do with fans in the stadium. So, you know, we'll see how that goes.
0: Okay. So I'm a high school um, assistant high school basketball coach, and I'm very big on like inspiring and uplifting players. So my question to you would be, what would you tell high school athletes or even college athletes for that matter, who aspire to play football? at the collegiate and or professional level? it's
1: hmm. a good question. Um, so you're saying like what? Oh, sorry, I like I like how you guys have these questions down here for me to read. What would you tell high school athletes who are to play football at the court? All right. So I mean, for college, I mean, the biggest thing is you have to have good grades. You have to if you want to play college sports when you get grades, because you can't get in that school. It, it, unless you're just an absolute stud of an athlete and they can try to, you know, fanatical some things against you in there, it's not going to happen. You need good grades. I and mean, then it just shows that you're, you know, getting good grades reflects a lot of positive things about you as a person. And, you know, that means a lot for college coaches, And you know, at the pro level. I mean, you know, for me personally, you know, it's, you always aspire and dream to make it, but the odds are so slim that it's just kind of like a, it is—it's a, it's a dream, right? So, it's, I think it's just you gotta have to follow a couple of simple rules to live your life by. You know, for me, it's control the things I can control. I believe that everything happens for a reason. Um, you know, something is—you know—if something bad happens to me, I try to look at the bright side of everything. and try to look at the best opportunity. Um, you know, things good things will happen to you when you go to college and you go there. You know, you just make the most of everything and you just try to look at the bright side, and you know, things make good things might happen and it'll take you to that next level.
0: Sweet,
2: awesome, awesome. So, if you were not playing football, what occupation would you be doing?
1: Um, so I. My first few years, I mean, I was undecided. So right there, you could tell I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. Um, you know, I got talking to major in economics and I like, I like the degree of um, an economics major and a business administration minor. And you know, I wasn't entirely sure. Honestly, I, I'm not entirely sure what I would do with the degree. I just knew that it was a very broad degree to where I would have a lot of opportunities for jobs. I, you know, I didn't want to go get like a business major. I just felt like a lot of people do that. Um and I found economics uh pretty interesting. Um so I wasn't entirely sure. I mean, I was gonna give the NFL a try and then and then figure them out my options, you know. I'm a smart person to where and I'm you know, I'm hard driven to where I would have figured out what to do with that degree or even I don't know, something else, you know. I'm not entirely sure. But right now I'm just thankful that I, I've made it this far. you know, I had a second contract, but hopefully, you know, I get this third contract after the season. And, you know, fortunately been financially, you know not have to really worry about getting a job right away when I retire, you know, however long I play. It all depends. If i play very long and I don't need to work the rest of my life anymore. it um, it's be a job to get just for what I enjoy. And I think that's just the biggest, you know, the best part of playing the NFL, honestly, is that um you have that stability and I'm fortunate enough to get it because undrafted guys and just uh people who don't know, NFL stands for not for so long. Um it's because the average um, the average um, NFL career is only three years, and that's the undrafted uh, rookie minimum is three years, and a draft pick is, is three to four years, and um, so a lot of guys don't see that second contract, and that's when you get some actual real money. So, it was fortunate. Okay.
2: Well, the last question we have: uh, this is something that we do on, on when we bring on special guests. Uh, we always ask them, "Who is on their Mount war? So, for, since you're an all pro fullback, who is on your Mount Rushmore of fullbacks all time?
1: Okay, that's a good question. All right. So, I think the GOAT, the best of all times for fullback is Mike Allstott. Yes. 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 <laughs>
2: funny.
1: I don't know how you should have given him than him. I mean, just, has yeah, just highlights and highlights. He's doing things a lot of running backs couldn't do.
0: I used to I used to tune in to NFL primetime just to hear Boomer go boom. Yeah, all the
1: time. Really good. Oh, go ahead, I'm sorry. Um, and then I mean in recent years, um, you know, me growing up as a Patriots fan, but even when I was in the league, he still played a couple of years when I was playing and it has to be James Devlin on the Patriots. I think just his style of play as a fullback, he's very gritty and He's a technician. How he blocks guys, his great technique, and he makes the blocks, and he makes them a lot. And he played a lot for him, and he, he's a big reason to why the Patriots were able to have a lot of sustainability, long drive, success. Um, and he's a great player to watch. And uh, you know, actually, this guy just retired, and he was a good player. And actually, I got to know him a little bit and talked to him with uh, Anthony Sherman with the Chiefs. Um, he I mean, he was a Pro Bowl fullback. I don't know if he made it I think he made it once or twice, but he played for nine, ten years. Um and he he, he had a lot of good plays. I and mean, probably besides those guys, I'd probably say um oh why am I drawing a blank? I just had his name. Um I don't know if you guys know him, his name's Mike Carney. He was the fullback for the Rams and oh, it was a lot of team. The Saints, the Rams and the Saints, and and I actually Actually, i got pretty close with Mike. Um, when I played the LA Rams last year on Monday Night Football, he lives in the area and he's obviously played for the Rams. I think he might be just doing some things with the organization as like scouting. So I got to meet him after the game, talk to him, and he posts highlights all the time of him playing in the NFL. And he made I think three Pro Bowls in a row. And this guy is just he was very good, and uh, we talk here and there, and um, you know those are my guys. I mean, there's probably you know some old school fullbacks. Uh, I know the the Ravens had a really good one with Monte Leach. I think that guy was a beast too. Definitely,
0: definitely.
2: Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. okay. All right. Um man, I <laughs> I got one last question for you. So like okay, you grew up a Patriots fan, but you're playing for the Ravens. What's it like having to go up and play your you know, favorite team growing up.
1: Yeah.
0: Like, that
1: like. So playing the Patriots are saying, wow, the Ravens." All right, it probably one of the best games I've experienced. Um, you know, it was 2019 in Baltimore. It was, I think it was. It's a Sunday night game. It's prime time. <laughs> we're giving the Patriots for A and L few years ago had like the best defense, it was, like NFL history, statistically at that point they were just like turnovers and not allowing touchdowns. And they came into our place and I had to get 60 tickets for friends and family to come down, but they all paid me for it. I was not paying for all of this. So I was able to get it for all of them. But I had a lot of people there and, you know, it was a big deal. And I had a great game. I played a lot and we, you know, dominated for the most part. Um, you know, we had a great game as a team and, um, uh, it was phenomenal, and then play in Gillette this year. I mean, there's no fans. But it was unfortunate because I would have had a lot of support there, um, a lot, and probably yeah, like, hun- I don't know hundreds. But you know, people would try- definitely be trying to go to the know me. But yeah, there's no fans. It was unfortunate, and it's downpour. But Amy's lost. But it was not as good as an experience as it was years ago. But it was still really cool to play at Gillette. Um, yeah, I mean, it's 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 very surreal. So whenever I play against them, for sure, and I always always uh love the experience sweet. Awesome.
0: Awesome. sweet
2: well i mean this is a there was the end of the questions that we have for you do you have any outs, do you have any off-the-field missions that you know you want to tell anybody about
1: um i mean not really i, I mean I can just kind of shout out my website. Um, it's thepatricklecard.com. It's got some gear of myself on there. Um, you can find, you know, the Pancake Pat hoodies and t-shirts, or yeah. you know, Project Pat shirts, or you know, my branded logo on, you know, different things like that. But it also has links to my social media pages, so you can check me out, you know, all my different pages and uh, sign up for a newsletter. I'm not exactly sure what it does. You know, my people probably got something going on in there, but definitely check it out. Thepatricklecard.com. So thank you guys. We
2: appreciate
0: um, it. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, hoodie. I'm, I'm getting a hoodie. I'm getting a hoodie. Dude, like,
1: tag me on Instagram and I'll be posting on my story.
0: As soon as we get off of here. All right, I'm, yeah. I'm on, I'm on it. Okay. I'm on Dude, it. You I'm it. I'm the out, to, to, if you got caps or whatever to cover my bald head, yeah, I'm on There's it. There's some hats on there. Oh, awesome. Even better. I got you. Appreciate oh, you, man. I got you, man. Um, I just want to say thank you for coming on. um Man, this was pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah,
1: I appreciate it. I mean, I always appreciate the guys trying to interview me and, you know, help me out down helps me out a little bit, you know, more exposure. And I don't mind. Um, you know, so thank you guys.
0: Yeah, you're welcome, man. And, you know, you know, we'd love to have you back again, you know, in the near future or whatnot. And, uh, you know, we want to wish you luck not only in your career, but also going into next season. Man, hopefully you can go, you know, for that third Pro Bowl, man. And, yeah. you'll be solid.
1: Yeah, appreciate you guys really. Thank you. Yeah, yeah.
2: And and for all the fans out there, check us out on 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 Facebook, on YouTube. Check out our our other shows. Uh, We have Keo, True X, the sports guy. Um, We we have a new female on their show. Uh, We have Chris. We have many many shows. Check us out on Facebook and YouTube. Um, And and check us out next week. We'll be back uh, on Nothing But Sports Show. Um, And you know, from Jasper here, uh, Mr. Mr. Pat. Here and just Justin, uh, we appreciate y'all, man. And y'all have yeah. a good night. <laughs>
0: yeah, man. Hey, take care of guys. Yeah. See
1: you
2: guys. Yeah. All right.